0: Yeah, and this is where we go. It still, still throws me. We
1: start. I know. Starting now. We're starting. This is our intro. We're doing it. One minute. We're on the, uh, the the service road. This is just to
0: let people know we're on the we're on the on ramp. We're on the service road now. Yep. Or we're getting on the on ramp.
1: On ramp is that last okay. little kick, I, and I that's didn't where like, that. and then you have to speed up traffic because you have to adjust to traffic. Yeah, traffic doesn't adjust to you, Neil. D- are,
0: are we supposed to tell people in the intro now what this is about? I think I feel we're like we're to. supposed we're, to we do the
1: last two seconds. It's okay. What are we talking about? D- Neil?
0: This this entire month of February is Black History Month. Correct. And you and I are not just going to sit here and talk about that. We have, yeah, that's what we, Black History
1: Month needs. We, Two white guys <laughs> talking. No,
0: they don't. They do not. We have got help today. Yeah, I'm actually yeah. really, really I'm excited pumped. about this. Aaron Whitfield yes. is going to be... Am I allowed to say spoiler? Is this too
1: soon for that? No, oh, it's not too soon.
0: We're, we're going to have Aaron Whitfield in here. Uh, he's brilliant. We'll talk a little bit more about him in a little bit. But Black History Month is important. Educator,
1: Aaron, leader, speaker... Oh, my gosh. Awesome dude.
0: Yeah. And hilarious. Oh, Got yeah. a good sense of humor. He's Whoa. amazing.
2: Hey, how's it going? Welcome to the Tyler and Neil Explain Everything podcast. Now officially your fourth favorite podcast. Hit the subscribe button and make sure you go to patreon.com slash explain everything to get exclusive episodes. Looks like we made it. How will we know when we've made it? Like, what
1: will be the indicator?
0: I don't know if we get to say that.
1: So others get to decide. Other people have to tell us. Where would they say it? Would they say it in the comment section of Patreon.com? No, they would everything? say it
0: by subscribing to Patreon.com/slash/explain everything. Yes. Yeah. yeah,
1: and saying like this is worth <laughs> one avocado <laughs> a month to get double the fun. Gosh, I'm so glad we don't promote it. Like avocados from I'm
0: from California. Where are they from?
1: From California Do you remember the I don't, I don't know where I, 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 I'm moving on from this uh, Do you remember the name of the show That I made up The podcast Avocados on Avalanches What yeah, was it? Uh, uh, actors Eating Avocados on Avalanches Yeah That's yeah. a new show uh-huh. Seinfeld's done Can we start it? He is done B movie uh Cassidy and I
0: just watched it the other day Is it good B movie is uh the animation is terrible but the story is amazing okay it's pretty
1: smart I won't watch it it's brilliant I'm sorry I'm not a speaking soup. of brilliant no soup for me oh. hey speaking of brilliant <laughs> we need to bring our guest on we're talking we do about black History Month and we have just one of the best all-around dudes uh, honestly
0: he is he really yeah, is yeah, yeah. I, I learned I learned from him so you, you I mean you you follow him on social media yeah as well,
1: and we but. he him and I is a Gemini. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> him and I is a Gemini. I am a Gemini, just so in case you know, Neil. And that's I do. Kind of probably why I you do. see whatever. We need to call him, and I'm rambling. He, I did some conferences and some speaking stuff last summer, and Aaron was kind enough to spend his time and expertise. Yeah. Got him on there. He talked about a lot of stuff and and shared his wisdom with us, and it was really good. He He's was an awesome speaker. And smart. I wish that every school and company in the country would have him come speak because dude is a uh, what is it? Is it a wealth of knowledge or? Breath of knowledge. He's a
0: wealth of knowledge. Is it called
1: wealth of knowledge? Yeah,
0: I don't think it's a breath of knowledge. No, you. It's breath, a breath of breath. fresh air.
1: No, it's like with the D in there. The width,
0: width and breadth.
1: Breath, like that's a term. He's the
0: breadth of knowledge.
1: No, that's not it.
0: No, <laughs>
1: there's a thing, and I, there's a saying with that word. I don't know. <laughs> call Aaron. Get me. I'm gonna, I'm gonna call gonna, Aaron. Kicking myself. I'm gonna off call the Aaron right now. We're this is
0: a this is what you call a good get. To have him on the show is, uh, this is, yeah, it's a good pick yeah, up. This is It's this. like,
1: Hey, we're cutting Matt Damon out of the talk show. and <laughs> bringing Aaron in.
0: Here he is. We'll, we'll get him on here in a second.
1: I love that the ring's on there. It That's the sound. I feel like a I'm a prank caller is what I feel like when that happens. Like
0: you're nervously about to call into a, a pizza show. Hey, what's
3: going on, guys? Hey, hey, Aaron, what's up, man? Nothing much. How are y'all doing? Oh, oh my gosh. So
1: good. It's so good to hear your voice, man. How have you been? Life
3: is all right. It's cold. Uh, as you know, most of the country, at least this you know portion of the country, is is cold. We still have snow, but it's beautiful. I mean, I can't complain. We have life and so I'm not going to complain too much about life because I so happy.
1: I love it. Hey, and you're in Ohio, correct? Still, yeah. could yeah. I interest you in moving away from there Say to no. Arkansas? Say no, because it's less cold
3: here. <laughs> You know, you don't have to live there, bro. Come hang out with us. Oh my gosh. Listen, I will come and hang out with y'all and we will have excellent barbecue because the one time I was in Arkansas, the barbecue was absolutely wonderful. So I may gain like 20 pounds in living out there, but I will come and stay stay with y'all in Arkansas. Everybody's doing it. I'm (laughs) doing it. Gaining 20 pounds. It's a new thing. thing. Yeah. I mean, gain 20 pounds, 10 pounds of barbecue sauce and, you know, 10 pounds of meat. So, I mean, yeah, I'll take it. Was a Friday I'm in.
0: But you're okay, Aaron, you're running, right? Are you still are you still practicing for the marathon?
3: Yeah, I'm still uh, practicing for the marathon. Training, I training. Running. I don't know what you call it. it's not practicing. <laughs> you don't practice <laughs> like you're no, practicing piano.
0: Training, yeah.
3: <laughs> it's mentally practicing and some training, uh, oh, you know. But yeah, I'm still I'm still at it every night. Um, we well, five nights a week. You I have a training schedule. You posted a photo the other day,
0: uh, right after that snowstorm had hit, and you put like the temperature on there and the wind chill and your face out there. I was like, that's dedication. Yeah, that is. It's it. like snows up to your knees and you're out there running. You're Tell tell people where. So first of all, I don't know. We wanted to put part of this in here just to let people know where they can follow you. What what you have done. One of the best things that you do is your podcast. Uh, it's called Semi Social Life of excellent. a Black Introvert. It first. I look. I know you and I've said this. Your voice is one of the most soothing voices, and I'm not just talking about like your pitch and your tone. I'm talking about what you're talking about. Is like, oh wow. This guy has is incredibly deep, but also that combined with the sound of your voice yep. is unreal. And you just hit, you're your well past 100 episodes,
3: right? I am. Well, I'm almost like, you know, when I look back, I'm not almost 200 and like 13, 214, 15 episodes. I somehow surpassed it and didn't celebrate it. So I need to celebrate my, you know, this accomplishment. Unbelievable. That's awesome. That's,
1: that's the thing i found with a lot of people start creating content. They just, they quit. There's the, the internet's littered with people's accounts that stop doing it. But you're passionate, educated, and hardworking enough to keep it going. And that's that's awesome,
3: man. You know, I do it for, um, for you know, not only listeners, but also I do it for myself. I mean, podcasting is, is an incredible way for me to release the thoughts that stay housed in my head. And yep. so I'm able to almost sort them out as I talk about them. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad, but all the time it, it's honest. And so, yeah, I mean, definitely check out my podcast. It's in my social life of a black introvert. And uh, I'm sure you'll he- you will hear some tales that will make you laugh, cry, <laughs> and everything in between. So, yeah, uh, yeah that's it. what I'm definitely here for. That's, that's awesome. awesome. I said it first. You did, yeah. You no, did. I said it You second. did. You yeah. did. I was going like to say jinx, you know what I'm saying? But <laughs> I wasn't in on the jinx. So, so yeah, you know, I was bit too late. What
1: was it? We get the it was jinx, double jinx, and then you go yeah. 1, 2, 3, 5, 6, 7, 9, 10, banana. And you have to, like, say a fruit. Why do we
0: keep uh, adding- Who came up with that? I don't know.
1: Uh, and how, did why did that. everybody do it? You don't know what that is? No. Yeah, maybe I was a weird
0: kid. Southern thing.
1: Yeah. How dare y'all? Banana. Yeah, I, I, I never heard of that one, but yeah. I'm
0: going to take it. So yeah, I'll, I'll take it.
1: Okay.
0: Uh, Aaron, tell everybody where you're working right now.
3: Uh, I am uh, the program coordinator at The Ohio State University. Now, I have to make sure I say D because that's what they say around here. I'm so yeah. Happy. Uh,
0: that's actually That's actually, I think we can wrap this show up. I, oh think, that's what, I think we did it. You y'all just did. had a
3: big
1: win. Y'all just beat the number one basketball team in the country. The other night, no. and then like had a dunk at the end, and everybody rushed made no. like twenty. No,
0: Tyler, that was Arkansas. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Was, we we yeah. had a big loss, you know. But it's oh, almost, did y'all? But oh, you know sorry. what? Here's the deal. You know, we had the Bengals in the Super Bowl, and okay. so okay. you know, if if I am balancing out, I mean, what Arkansas teams in the Super Bowl? None. <laughs> yeah. Okay. None. Okay. Yeah. We didn't even have one yeah. in the state.
1: <laughs> It would have been a really bad little, year if they were getting in the Super Bowl.
3: The, the Little Rock Clinton. I don't know if that's the <laughs> team or something We
1: need two sponsors and yeah. I know two people with the last name <laughs> that oh would gosh. like that. So we can be, take it. Let's go. Cool. All
0: right. So you're you're at Ohio State. Uh, we were talking about Black History Month. Um, I, we we both have the privilege of knowing you, but also when we started talking about this topic, I thought, all right, let's let's bring somebody in who I have listened to some of your content, a lot of your posts lately. You seem to be very. Um, helpful when it comes to telling the stories that maybe aren't necessarily mainstream or the history of Black History Month all of that like how did we get here what are things we need to learn Do we just want to have a conversation there's really no there's no like criteria in any of this but um as as we look at Black History Month and how it started and how it got here is there anything I mean I've got a bunch of stuff we googled and I've been learning but I don't know a whole lot about it um is there anything in that about the history of it, how it got here that you want to talk about?
3: Yeah, it started off as, um, I believe it was like Black Negro Week. Um, it was originated by Carter D. Woodson, um, who uh, we sort of know as like the father, of course, of black history. Um, in the I believe it to be like the mid-1920s. Um, and it was designed more so as a week to celebrate and promote um, black folks. Um, about history and culture, Um, but then it just sort of spread. Um, I think Carter G. Woodson, his his first initiative, of course, was to teach the people, teach the people about who you are, not what history, not what American history could sometimes tell you that you are, but who did you come from? Uh, What are some of the origins of your culture and some of your stories? And then it just grew and expanded uh, into Black History Month uh, which, of course, um, you know, we're celebrating currently now. And so, you know, it, it took some time for what I've been reading and, and, and hearing about, you know, Black History Month. It took a lot of time for America to gravitate toward Black History Month because it's almost like, why do you need a month Yeah, to celebrate Black history? That's always the question, I, I, you know, I hear, I, I hear a lot. Why do you need a month? And we need a month uh, because, you know, for so long, and even currently, our history and our stories and our culture um, is overlooked and and just not spoken from a point of truthfulness and honesty. And so, Black History Month gives us uh, not only you know uh, individuals and people of color, communities of color, um, opportunity to to teach our own, but also for us to share the the stories uh, with the you know with the greater world. That way. Everybody has a sense that, you know, black history has made an incredible impact in not only this nation, but across this world.
1: Yeah. Windows and mirrors, you know, see ourselves Absolutely. in the story and then also other people see us in the story. And that's, that's the thing. I, we hear that, you know, I hear that every now and then like, whoa, you know, where's a lot of history month or, you know, and that's what their voice sounds like apparently. <laughs> <laughs> where's a lot of yeah, history month. Like- <laughs> and then also like, why do we need it? It's because so often that story's not told. Like, yeah it's like you don't get to be the first person narrative because other people get to write certain books for so long. And it's like, it should be integrated and woven within every American history class you take. But sadly, it's not in a lot of classes. And I know it's, it's almost like it's become a huge controversy in the past, you know, six, six to 10 months is teachers just teaching about racism or giving the perspective of the history of America from, you know, other people's perspective. And it's, it's been, it's, been a, it's a huge frustration of mine Whenever people do that, and I'm like, "How about you just put yourself in someone else's shoes?" But they're like, "No, that's one of the privileges. They don't have to." You're like, "Oh, I don't have to." Yep. and it's just—I'm sorry, that's just a frustration. I mean, they start complaining.
3: No, no, you're right because well, even if we look in America, uh, you know, in, in some of our education systems, you know, we don't teach history well. No. So not only do we not get Black history correct, but we don't get history. We t- we teach history from a point in which it makes us comfortable. Yes, um, and 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 not from a point in which is you know honesty and, and truthfulness and and transparency. I I guess that's the word I'm looking for transparency. And so um, you know, Black History doesn't have to be. Um, it should be a celebration of Black culture. You know, sometimes people focus in on Black History in terms of during the time in which there was enslavement, and yes, that is a part of. Um, of some of the history of of black people and brown people in this country. But there's also so much more um, to sort of see. And so you know, I think we're just scratching the surface uh, when it comes to, you know, teaching about black history and 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 you know, using some of this momentum to broaden the narrative of black history in America and around this world.
0: I didn't realize, so I, I wasn't sure if this was a United States thing or if this is worldwide or whatever. I've got a buddy of mine uh, that lives in Canada, and I talked with him yesterday. And he's like, no, it's actually it's Black History Month in Canada as well. I didn't realize this is in the Netherlands. It's in Ireland. It's in the UK. They Some of them actually celebrate that at different times of the year. But I just mm-hmm. didn't I didn't realize that. So what, what and I don't know, you can you help me with this. There are a lot of people that are like, um, well, that's Black History Month, but Black History is American history, and for some reason we kind of separate those two out, like it's not a part of it. But I think it is; it's 100% woven through it. But I think it's a good it's good to highlight this because we forget a lot of the achievements, a lot of the advancements, a lot of the culture of where we're at today came from there. And I I don't know why, but we seem to, as a culture, kind of put this as it's just off to the side that just i think it should all be woven together taught in schools all of that kind of stuff
3: yeah it's uncomfortable you know because i think you know this is where i think some of the um my experience of of being black in america you know we are either i i feel like i've either i've been either um hyper sort of visualized or or no one has has people overlook me or people see me too much. I think American history and black history is the same way. You know, um, if we go out in public, a group of black people, you know, the, all eyes are upon you. Um, and, and and but yet no one will approach you. I think history is almost looked at in the same vein in which we have this large chunk of American history over here, but no one wants to approach it. No one with all eyes. We see that the history is, is there. We see um, that yes, there has been enslavement. There have been wrongs done against uh, people of color, but but we don't want to approach it. We we rather just remain silent. And I think that is um, that's another one of the reasons it's for Black History. Like it should be a time of the year in which conversation is sparked. Not it's not supposed to be a a, a cold blanket, you know. On, on you know, it's not supposed to be that type of a conversation. It's supposed to conversation is supposed to, um, create, uh, relationships and build bonds and and teach and educate all the things that we say that we're about, it's supposed to promote. But if we choose to overlook or to turn a blind eye to it, then we, this is when we really allow history to repeat itself. Not because, uh, because we don't, because we don't talk about it
0: because we're nervous or it's awkward or we're uncomfortable
3: or what, like we've got to get past that. Yeah. And we're ignorant, you know, it, it's <laughs> yeah, nervous, awkward, True. uncomfortable and the ignorance of not knowing, you know, this is a, uh, we often like to be the people that know everything in the room, the smartest people in the room. And sometimes it's just okay to learn and to reflect. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, black history can do all those things and so much more.
1: Yeah, I agree. And I, I'm, I'm with you and I love that it's an emphasis for a month, but again, I, I mean, I wish it was throughout the whole like every time we talk about a chapter in history, why are we not emphasizing these certain aspects? I did a training for some teachers at a school, and I was talking about you know talking about critical race theory, talked about which a lot of people get mixed up with what critical race theory is versus teaching racism in schools and then also just teaching the history um, you know, involving black people and how this country treated them. And I do this activity where I have everybody in the room, I say, like, get out some paper. I was like, write out 10 white people you learned about in history classes in school. And these are educators. So some of them are even teaching mm-hmm. history. And so they can even think of like, who would I teach? And they list out 10, usually it's like presidents, you know, presidents plus Ben Franklin, Ben Franklin, you know, then I'm like, okay, name 10 white women. It's like presidents, wives plus Abigail Adams. And that's, that's who they <laughs> yeah. list. And then yep. whenever I get into, all right, name a black male and it's Martin Luther King Jr. And then, you know, if they're young, president Obama, you know, because oh they didn't, talk, older ones didn't because, you know, went until 2008, but it's like Martin Luther King Jr. And then, I'm like, all right, name a black female from history that you learned about. And it's Harriet Tubman, and that's it. And it, I was like, wow. this is – and then we you know, we move on. We talk about people with disabilities, talked about different groups of people. And it's like you look at that list, and it's like these people are – these students are sitting in class. People of color are sitting in class. And even white kids are sitting in class, and they're thinking, oh, I'm the only – people like me – are the important people worth talking about in history classes. So you get viewed yep. as the people that built it. When you look oh, at America, uh, yeah. who built America? It wasn't the white dude with all white suits sitting on a horse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah. this, it's We we don't give credit where it's due, and then we make people footnotes when they should be the key players, key characters in the story. And it's just, I don't know, I just, I, I, I would think we can do better, and I think we're on a road to where people are pushing to do better. It's just, you know, it's hard. Transition's hard for a lot of people, and change is hard, and even just reflecting is hard for a lot of people.
3: We, we teach out of comfort and yes. that's in, in any, mm. you know, as an educator, I think there is a comfort in teaching, but you have to be willing to go to the places in which real knowledge is expressed in which real knowledge is gained. Yes. You know, one thing is to teach from the book, but there's also a whole lot of information outside of the book based upon your experiences, based upon another book, based upon, you, you have to broaden the horizon. And so whether it be black history whether it be women's history, whether it be American history, we, we, it's all taught out of comfort and we almost want our history wrapped up in almost like a, uh, like in a gift box with a bow on top of it. Yeah. Yeah, we to to realize, yeah. We want to be the good guy. Yeah. We want to be the good guys, We want to be the hero. We want to be, uh, you know, the, 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 the pr- we want to project our greatness as opposed to allowing our honesty and our truth and our, and our integrity in it and our willingness to have conversations to talk about our greatness. You know, we rather just front, like we're great, as opposed to actually yeah. walking in the greatness that we are.
1: Yep, we just rub lip gloss on the bad stuff. We're like, <laughs> oh, yeah, that was pretty bad. We don't do that anymore. We're good, you know? Yeah. And it's like, it's no. Two pages. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Yeah. Summarize it and make it sound like it wasn't that bad. Like, I legit remember in a history class, they were like, I remember learning that the reason for the Civil War was just because, you know, they voted for one person for president and they didn't win and they saw they didn't have a voice. I'm like, now growing up, I'm like, that's not, they They went to war because they wanted to keep slavery. Yep. Oh like it's, they wanted their power. They wanted to keep using free labor for everything they did. Yeah. And it's like, oh, uh, it's just, it, we. it's like we try to justify and get, well, what about this? I'm like, yeah, I get that context where it's like a 2%, but that doesn't outweigh the 98% yeah. reason, you know? Nope. I don't know. That's just... It,
3: it- if we examine that time, you know, and it's uh, you know, because a lot of people talk about slavery and 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 how tough of a topic it is to you know converse about, but we examine that time, you know, a lot of discomfort will come. Yes, of course, from how you know African Americans and, and Black people uh, were treated during that time, but also, you know, some of those systems that exist that you know encourage uh, or that hold. Uh, white people in poverty back then mm. exists today yep. you know it is it, it, still the same system so we will almost have to it's, it would take a whole lot of reckoning for people to realize that um, that this you know that this life yes we may have a, a bit of a comfortable life here in America but but some of these systems in place are in place for a reason and they yeah. and they push upon more people than just black people. Yep. you know it, it's it's a system that's part of the system so yeah um but I still think like it can encourage great conversations that we could change some of these systems so that all people can benefit
0: I love that I, I love that I didn't realize it, it I think this is true it might not be there's a theme for every year when when Black History Month actually hits I saw something that said that this year in 2022 it's it's black people's health and wellness is that true
3: yeah Yes. Yes. I, um, I read that a couple of years ago and yes, yes. Health and wellness is at the forefront. Um, it's one of the things of course, and, in within the black community, especially amongst, uh, you know, black folks, uh, black people in their twenties and thirties and forties, we are really taking strides uh, to address health and wellness, our bodies, our minds, our souls, our spirit, um, because we live in, as we all know, stressful times. Yeah. And, and this is almost a new sort of aspect of Black culture and the Black community in which we're recognizing that, hey, we're stressed. Hey, this isn't normal. This type of pressure that we feel isn't normal. This type of um, emotion should not be normalized. And so now that we're having the conversation around health and wellness, now we are putting uh, systems in place to address um, you know, our mental health and our physical health needs. And so it's it's an exciting time, really a new time to be, to be black in America, in which there's always the pressure of being black in America, but there's also ways to handle that pressure in a healthy way, as opposed to internalizing it now, we can actually sort through it by dealing with their health and wellness.
1: Yeah. And that's so important.
0: I, uh, so I've, I've got a guy here that I've been, help, uh, you, you and I haven't talked about this yet. You're going to laugh when I joke around about it. Uh, I, I, I take a, a kid. He's a, he's a 21 year old kid here in town and he just needs a, he needs help. And um, he's he's in a rough part of uh, of Little Rock. And, and I, I've been taking him to get a haircut on a regular basis. So I have, this is going to sound crazy, but I have been spending a lot of time in a black barbershop. And Aaron, it <laughs> might be my new favorite place. So a couple of things happen when I go in there. The first time I walked in there, I'm telling you, every person in this place stopped cutting hair, stopped talking, and turned around and looked at me. And the one guy who was closest to me at the door, he goes, hey, man, you in the right spot? And I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm I'm helping my buddy out here get a haircut. I was like, okay, and they totally <laughs> let me come in. And I, so what I realized, Aaron, is there is a culture inside of that barbershop that i have never experienced in my life the music was different what was on tv and this is gonna I'm, I, this may be way more than what you want to hear that you know how like smart tvs they have like their netflix like uh, suggested playlists and kind of stuff like that they're up there yeah. in my house i mean i've got two girls that live with me two white girls it's gilmore girls all the time aaron it's the most ridiculous <laughs> thing and i go in here I have never seen the shows that they have scrolling through their suggested playlist before. I'm like, why have I never seen these shows? We started having conversations. I've been there quite a few times and I went yesterday. I walk in there and I immediately go, this is a place where I can learn like a lot of stuff about this culture. I had just no idea. But honestly, being in there, like I enjoyed it. It's not like it's not intimidating or whatever. The first time it was. Now I love it and they've been very accepting. But here's the funny thing, and I didn't realize this. I talked to a coach friend of mine, his coach Fitzhill. He said that barbers are actually now being trained to be licensed, licensed counselors, because that is where most of the people these especially black men are getting their counseling from. And when it comes to health and wellness, they're not going to go get, they're not going to go sit down with a licensed counselor, but they're going to go get their haircut. And so they're starting to train these barbers to actually
3: help people and their mental health. Have you heard of that? Yeah. You know, historically the barber shops have been a place of meeting, um, for black men, um, in the same way beauty shops are for black women. Yeah. Um, you know, you can go into a black barbershop now, and and yes, there are people there getting their haircut, but also there are just people there for the conversation. They were there yeah. for you no, know, they people, weren't getting their
0: haircut, Aaron. It yep, was like amazing.
3: Yep, yep. people that, that that haven't had a haircut in in years, but yet <laughs> they're at the barbershop every day or yeah. every week because it's a social gathering. It's it's yeah. a meeting place. And it's a meeting of the mind and exchanging ideas in a place in which one of few places. Um, you know, I think socially in which there's a brotherhood and, and a place in which there's safety. Yeah. You know, and, and, and that is so key. Um, it, it's rare to see a group of 40, 50 black men in one spot without having, you know, the threat of police.
0: Yeah. You know, yeah. Or, or the Safe. threat of,
3: we were, if they were 20 feet out in the middle of the street or on a sidewalk, it would look completely different, and it would be perceived as, but those 20 feet make up so much when it comes to safety, and so, um, and when it comes to barbers, you know, barbers are, uh, for for so long, (laughs) they have been mental health uh, counselors, and so granted, there is a movement for for black men and women to go to counseling, and that's definitely increased with the amount of black counselors uh, who are currently road to school and who are, um, who are, you know, operating their own private practices. Um, but for those who don't want to go that more, uh, you know, traditional route, you have your barber who is there every week, who's watched you grow, who yeah. knows your hair yeah. and knows you as an individual.
1: Take it, That's good. Yeah. My, uh, my youngest son for a, uh, for a while there for a stretch, I was cutting his hair cause he just wanted a Mohawk and that's super easy to do. And so I was cutting his hair and then I was like, okay, we want to change it up, start doing a fade. And so my buddy Sean recommended a barbershop in town. And so I was like, okay, I went and checked it out. And so I took Finn and we're sitting there and Finn's getting his hair cut. And I'm just, you know, hanging out, talking. You know, we're talking about shoes because I wore some shoes in there we're talking about. And we were chatting and I was asking some stuff about things they liked. And I noticed Finn was like super into something behind me. And he was like really concentrated on it. And I turned around. There was a TV in the corner playing Django Unchained, Fins <laughs> Five, oh, and gosh. I was like, "Oh boy!" <laughs> I was like, "Not, not ready for that." And I was hey, like, buddy. "Oh, I'm like I'm, th- I'm thinking, how long has he been watching this?"
2: Oh my god! Like
1: it was back in the corner. Nobody was even paying attention to it. And I like just stood up, and he was like, "What are you doing?" I go, "Keeping you from watching that." And he goes, "What was it?" I go, "We'll talk about it later." <laughs>
3: That's oh, a whole okay. other conversation Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's a like, very different conversation yeah. I'm like,
1: how long have you been watching, buddy? He's like, just for a minute I was like, okay, good I'm turning around, I'm like, which oh, part is it? Oh, goodness But it's, uh, it was
3: fun It was a lot of fun Barbershops are incredible You know, in the barbers that I know You know, if they uh, You pick their minds You realize this is more than just hair
1: Oh, yeah And, yep. and, yep.
3: and for, the, for the black barbers I know You know, they can cut white hair They, they offered to cut it, mine yeah, yeah, they can they can cut white hair. and They do That's it amazing. extremely well because it's hat cuz you have to learn that in barber school. Now, on the wow. flip side, white barbers cut oh, the black hair? Oh it's no. a rare deal. Yeah. <laughs> that a white so so they have to know the gamut. They can do eyebrows. They can do they have to know it all for wow. both black and white folks and in between and so there is a certain level of depth at these uh, you know, barber shops oh. that it's a uh it's amazing. They're artists, man. Yeah. I, I watch them
0: do things. I'm like, I've never seen scissors like that. I've never seen clippers like that. they they legitimately are like creating these masterpieces. They offered me yesterday. They're like, hey man, you want me to cut your hair? And I'm like, I don't know. I mean, do you want anything to do with this? I point in my head. <laughs> you and want this kinda, on your resume? <laughs> he kind of laughed and he goes, Man, it'll grow back. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. It will. Yeah, yeah it'll, it'll grow back. It'll yeah. be all
3: right. <laughs> it'll grow it'll grow back and, and in with will- what I love about it, because, you know, and this is where, you know, we get back to the, to the cutting hair aspect, as black men, as men, um, to go into a place and to walk out and feel handsome and feel better about yourself. That's why the barbershop is so important. It's the meeting, it's the, it's the mental health, mm-hmm. but it's also the place, the safety, is also a place in which you walk out better. Yeah. And so to have these places in which you walk out and you know you feel better, Cause oftentimes we go places and sometimes we could feel worse, Yeah, but we walk that. out the barbershop and we feel better as men, as black men. Yeah. Ah, it's just a hallmark in our community. That's amazing.
1: Love it.
0: All right. So let me ask you a couple of questions about, about black history month. How, how, how should we be celebrating this or how do we recognize it? Cause we're, you know, right now we're, we're about halfway through February and I'm, I'm reading articles. I'm, I'm reading up on it. I'm, I'm, you know, trying to educate myself on it, but also celebrate it. What are some ways that we could properly do it? Because I'm sure there's some, we get into that. There's some things we shouldn't be doing, but what are some best ways that, that we could recognize this month and celebrate it?
3: I definitely think supporting black business, um, black businesses um, in your local area um, is a great way to celebrate Black History Month, which also leads to seeking out black history in, in your local area. It's almost twofold. Uh, researching and understanding the history of Black people, people of color in, in you know, whatever town across the United States you may live in, but also taking that next step um, and, and supporting these Black-owned businesses that should be highlighted during this time of Black History Month. And also, you know, Black nonprofits. I think that's a great way uh, to support uh, whether it be community nonprofits, community centers, uh, healthcare facilities, Any type of these black nonprofits that are going in and doing community work, doing the work that most people don't want to do, yeah, I think is a great way to support. Um, And and you know, taking some of this, you know, during this time of Black History Month and and celebrating not only, of course, you know, our his our uh, our heroes that we know, MLK, and and you know, yada yada yada, Harriet Tubman, but also celebrating some of the unsung heroes in black history. There are so many people who are making black history currently yep. that we don't know about. Yeah.
1: And it, so. I'm sorry. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I got excited. I may cut you off. <laughs> no, I I just wanted to point out, like I was, I was listening to something the other day and it's like, you, you mentioned a really good, I mean, obviously you're a lot of good points, but that was a really good point about we're so short-sighted with history because it's like, we base history on, like, what we heard from so-and-so or learning whatever, but we base the present on what we know in our experience. They were talking, like, right now, we think of Martin Luther King Jr. Everybody's like, yeah, every, how could you not love him? He right. amazing man, all this, peace. But I was listening to a story. It was like, he was one of the most hated men in America at the time. Yeah. You know? And yep. you, you just talk, you made a great point. Like, there are people making history right now for that, that there are people that, and they can't come out and say, well, I don't like what he's saying because it promotes black people. But you know what I mean? There's yeah. people that don't yeah. like LeBron James. For yep. random stuff he talks, I'm like, yeah, what are you mad about? The fact that he loves black people and he says it? Like, yeah. does that hurt your feelings? And it's like, you can't, they have to guise this, like, whether it's conscious or unconscious racism towards people that are, that have a voice that might not have traditionally had a voice. I don't know. It's just, it's interesting to me, that dynamic and how we don't realize we what part of the story we are and how it's going to be viewed 20 or 30 years from now.
3: Yeah, because, you know, you bring up, you know, Martin Luther King Jr. Martin Luther King Jr., he absolutely was hated at the time. um, And he had so much. I mean, who would want to be Martin Luther King Jr. in the 60s? The pressure that he was under. and So that's where even even when it comes to, once again, black history and American history, when we look at Martin Luther King Jr., it's almost as if he was elevated to the point in which his story can be told unlike the others but his story can only be told from a point of I have a dream and and, and really from the place of comfort that I was speaking about earlier his, Martin Luther King's story is told from a place of comfort um, when we really need to talk mm-hmm. more about the history about how um, in his latter years how he was uniting uh, of course folks of color people of color but also he was getting uh, poor white farmers uh, to sort of see that hey your struggles are just the same, or, or they mirror that of the, the uh, you know, people of color, men of color, women of color in this country and how he was pointing out the system of it all as opposed to showing how it affects one group of people, how it affects all of us. And so, um, you know, it, it's, we have, we can't tell history from a place of comfort, which goes back to how do we celebrate Black history in which, we have to do research yeah. we, as, as educators, as educated people, as people who, who live in this nation. We have to be willing to do research, read some black literature, you know, celebrate black literature, go to the local library. Libraries are free. Check out some books <laughs> and read and immerse yourselves yeah. in, in, in the culture. Um, and also, you know, I think one a great way, probably my most favorite way, is support um, Black creatives um, who are telling these stories. I, I know a lot of creatives who who share their stories for free um, and, sh- and share their experiences, and it's gut wrenching because they really go through hell to tell the story, to relive the stories. Yeah. And so how can we support these creatives that are using their pain to create purpose for the rest of us?
1: Yeah. That's good,
0: man. Are there, are there things that, uh, that, that we should avoid? There's, there's gotta be some do that like don'ts out there. I don't know what are some things that people need to avoid, but like, you know, like, you know, you see somebody, you spot somebody, make a post or say something or do something. You're like, I don't think that no, no, you should definitely not do that. Or I like think
1: Racism probably Get avoid
0: that,
3: for- you yeah, yeah, racism, avoid that. <laughs> well, try that not to good. do that. Yeah, try <laughs> so not to, this to- Confederate <laughs> history month, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll it then.
1: It's my
2: heritage. Oh my
3: gosh. Yeah, be quiet. Oh, what yeah. are some things we should stay away from? You know, I definitely think, you know, I have some do's and don'ts, you know, I could uh it, it's, it's funny uh things we should stay away from. You know, I spoke on this early, don't don't sugarcoat American history. Yeah. You know, We have to grow past that uh, notion of adding two scoops of sugar to one drop of American history. Uh, So let's grow past that, and let's not sugarcoat American history. Let's also not limit Black history to civil rights. If every time we have to come up and celebrate Black history, we go back to the Black and white photos, we're skipping over 60 years of people, of accomplishments, of of. Pursuit all in search of people like MLK who make us comfortable to celebrate Black history. Wow. And then we'll go back to Harriet Tubb. Let's go skip another 100 years. Yeah. Let, let, let's not just, let's not hopscotch our way around Black history. There's a lot of people in between um, those two. Yeah. Yeah. There's a couple. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Just on Harriet's side alone is a couple. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. But I think, you know, you, you guys also brought up a good point. You know, don't, only celebrate Black history in February. This should be almost a springboard. It shouldn't be just a, oh, a month good. in which we say, hey, where is, is is February 28th? And, you know, it's not a leap year, it's no 29th. We can just go right back to, no, this should be a month of inspiration and springboards you throughout the year. Black History history should be celebrated throughout the year. So don't just use the month of February as your, I'm going to do good by Black people month. It's only 28 yeah. days, 29 on a good year. We can really stretch this out to <laughs> yeah. 365, maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, go ahead.
1: No, I was mine wasn't. I was gonna say something dumb. Have you seen, <laughs> Aaron? Have you seen any of the TikToks that these like high school kids are doing for Black History Month?
3: Yeah. Okay. I have to admit, I am one of the few people
1: who I'm not on TikTok. Oh, that's okay. That's probably for the best. It's a (laughs) mega time waster. Yeah. It's a lot of time. But there's kids, they pop in my feed every now and then. And it's like these kids, I don't know. I'm sorry. You know, teenagers, I'm just, I'll just say this. I'm glad social media wasn't around when I was in high school because I was dumb. I'd be Okay. And these kids are so like, they don't, this generation don't care. They're going to do stuff. They think is funny. And so they'll like, there was one and they said, uh, celebrating uh, Black History Month, and, like, they were walking into class, and it was a white kid and a black kid, and the white kid took the black kid's bag off for him and then picked him up and carried him across the room to his chair. And, like, as he's walking by, every, like, the teacher takes a knee, and people start clapping (laughs) for him, and they're, like, getting his stuff out for him out of his bag. It's just, I don't know, these kids, I love that, like, I love when people can have fun with it and bring it up in a way, like, hey, we're, we're, this is a joke, but also, like, we yeah. love each other. We're doing this because we love each other, and we're in this together, and we're, we're, we're friends, you yeah. know? I love that. And so instead of we're, that we're, generation, it's like, awkward, don't talk about it, never adjust yep, it, you yeah. know? I don't know. It's
3: exciting. It's, 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 it is exciting to see the younger generation talk about it, and I hope that the conversation continues. Yes. You know, it, oftentimes we get stuck on the steps as opposed to walking up the steps. Yeah. And so this is a great time to see at this, at their age, at their age, to be aware of Black History um, because it, it it ties into almost a don't that I just thought of, where it's like be authentic, yep. like like don't like like don't you know project Black History Month if you don't want to protect Black History Month, yeah, you know don't 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 just be about the part A. Hey, I put up my sticker in in the front of the store. Yeah. Be yep. conscious about what you do yep. um, and, and about the community that you serve, about your friends that are around you. Show that level of enthusiasm that those kids are showing in TikTok and really be about the effort of, in this case, just like your TikTok video, lifting each other up.
1: Oh, that's good, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. You Jeez. took my
0: you joke to and you made it real. Oh,
1: oh my yes. gosh. Ten, you get 10 points.
0: It's called a professional, yeah, ladies and gentlemen. That's that's, <laughs> yeah. who, that's who Aaron Dude, is. I'm taking, <laughs> that one. I'm
3: taking those 10 points. I'm <laughs> using <laughs> them later. <laughs> that's good.
0: Oh, uh, So I've had a conversation uh, with somebody about, let's call it a week ago. And I'm curious about this. Um, like, There's a huge opportunity right now. You obviously know President Biden is going to pick a Supreme Court justice that is a black woman. He's got mm-hmm. a list of those names and you see the pictures and you're like, okay, this is incredible. But there are people who, and I'm not, I don't want to like categorize people. I'm not going to do that. But they're like, hey, what about everybody else who could be in the running for that? What about Uh, other white women? What about other people? Like, is it not fair that they don't get a chance? And I literally stopped like in my tracks. I went, no, it's always been fair for those white people and everyone else. Like Thurgood Marshall obviously set this huge precedent, but that's uh, to set something aside like that. And to say, listen, this next Supreme court justice is going to be a black woman what is your take on that? Cause I like, I, it makes me excited. Like I'm proud of it, but I also don't know. Or is, is it like, are we treading on some thin ice with this or no, I don't think we are, but I could be wrong.
3: I, I think in history, I think, you know, it, unfortunately I think sometimes the, uh, the atrocities in history, people are worried about repeating bad history. I think in this country, we've had a history of appointing white men to positions when there are other qualified candidates, and people fear that that will happen in the reverse way, so that uh, all of a sudden you look up and it's it's, it's you know it's a whole uh, Supreme Court of black women yeah. inflicting pain upon <laughs> okay. uh, you know white people. You know, it's it's, oh my like gosh. it's, it's your fear, yes. yeah, yeah. And so it's it's, but that's almost what happened to. People of color. Which, it's exactly, yeah, what, exactly happened. what happened. Yeah. Only white dudes. <laughs> yeah. That's
1: all. They're like, oh, I don't know what happened. What yeah. would happen if it was only black women? Well, yeah. I don't know. You didn't do great with yeah. all white yeah. dudes. Yeah. So, yeah. No. Gosh. Yeah. The tables have turned. Yes. yes. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's great.
3: Yeah. And so, but <laughs> I think it's a I think it's a wonderful opportunity because black women, um, and I say this me as a as a black man, uh, there are hurdles that I have to get over. There's societal challenges that I have to get over. And yeah, I'm very conscious that the, that the struggles and hurdles of, of black women are higher than mine. And so sometimes, yes, in this case, yes, you may need to promote someone to the Supreme Court who's a woman of color because she probably may not get the opportunity even though she's well qualified because right, of right. the color. More than
0: qualified, but just not more than qualified.
3: And so, and plus, I mean, Black women, when it comes to supporting, voting, uh, leading charges and change in this nation, Black women should be applauded for, for all they sacrificed, not only historically, but more so highlighted in recent years, um, you know, everything they've done for this nation. So I'm all for it.
0: Okay. I, I, lo- I love it. It's almost like um, it took somebody to stand up and say, listen, you're not, it's not that you're not qualified. We're going to give you the opportunity that you haven't had. I think that, like, just a chance yeah. to, you,
1: yeah. I just want to point out, too, like, the people that say, like, what about the people that are more qualified? In saying that, you're assuming there's a long list of people that are better than the best Yeah, really. black woman that could serve in that role. Like, you're essentially saying, like, oh, there's probably a lot of people that are probably already better. Like, why are you settling? Like, look, you could say that, and who's to say, like, oh, we didn't put, you know, 12 black women in front and then like, yeah. no, we switched to the white guy in the back. You know, I don't know. <laughs> this was
3: people's assumptions. It, ridiculous. It, it, it's, it's short-sightedness, but they're almost, but people are almost conditioned to be short-sighted. Yes. And uh, that's where the research, That that's where the knowledge of people actually researching black history could say, hold up, no, no, this is, this is, this is not, the way let me let me educate you and, and, and mm-hmm. show you that there's a healthy alternative to this sometimes you know you have to promote people because they won't you have to open the door for someone because they won't get the door open and we do that in life in general yeah and so we should be looking at for you know for opportunities to help marginalized people or people who may not have the same privilege that we do regardless of the skin color you have or, or your um or your gender, or your socioeconomic status, we should be looking to help other people up. Um, because quite frankly, they deserve it. And, and it benefits the greater community. And so, yeah, I'm absolutely for it.
1: That's awesome. Same.
0: Hey, so we, we do this thing on here, Aaron, uh, and I know you, you know it. Uh, we do this little thing called 3v3. And because uh, I know you talked a little bit about like celebrating different people and it's like, we don't, there, there are people uh, before, after, and in between Harriet Tubman and Martin Luther King Jr. that we should be celebrating. So we do this thing called 3v3. Do you want to jump in this with us? Because what we're going to do is we're going to talk about who are our three favorite people or at least three people that we want to celebrate, three black people that we want to celebrate this month. Do You want to do it with us?
2: Absolutely. Oh my absolutely. gosh. All
0: right. We're about ready to cue some incredible music. Here yeah. we go.
2: Welcome to the party, pal. This is 3V3. I don't
1: know if you can tell, Aaron, that was actually my footsteps and my voice <laughs> on there. I was moving, playing the the whatever instrument that was and yeah. saying it. So That's amazing. I like to brag, but.
3: Yeah. You sounded incredible. Thanks. You know what I mean? <laughs> that, just brought, that made like, my heart Yeah. I'm warm, like the triple threat,
1: really. <laughs> <soft>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I mean, triple, quadruple. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I'm very tall, too, like 6'6", six, 6'7". Six, six, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> That's not true. I wish. Uh, okay.
0: All right. So there are, uh, there, there, we each get to pick three. And uh, we're going to pick three people. And we'll, we'll, we're going to let people vote on who they think actually wins the 3v3. Like who picks three people, three and three. Um, Tyler, we always let Tyler go first. No, you always say I
1: go first, but you (laughs) always go first.
0: Okay, Aaron, we're going to let you go first. How about that? You get to pick somebody, tell us a little bit about him, and then why why you think we should be celebrating him.
3: Oh, my gosh. Okay, my first person is Malcolm X, and this may be somewhat of a typical name, but, um, but I like to highlight the life of Malcolm X because it goes through his life goes through so many transitions from an early life of crime, to being imprisoned, to finding faith in the nation of Islam, but then ultimately, after he left, after he was kicked out the nation of Islam, finding his purpose and striving for the rights of humanity. And so he, his eyes opened after he was removed from the nation of Islam and it's just it's an incredible story of transitions and growth in life. And so I'm highlighting Malcolm X. Man, it's a good choice. That's not bad,
1: Neil. You're up. Tyler, you want to go? Oh, you're gonna let me go? Uh, oh, oh my gosh. wow! Stop okay. it. I always let you go first. Go ahead.
0: <laughs> all right. So I'm gonna. Uh, Hattie McDaniel is a name that you you may you probably know who she is. She's she's the first. Look, I'm a I'm a movie guy. I love cinema and all that kind of stuff. So she's the first black performer to win an Oscar. Uh, she played in Gone with the Wind. She played the role of Mammy, but she she actually won an Oscar for Best Supporting Actress. Here's what's crazy about her. She appeared in over 300 films, but she only received screen credit for 83 of them. Hmm. She couldn't attend the premiere of gone with the wind because it was in a white only theater in Atlanta. When she went to the Oscars in LA, they made her sit at a segregated table on the other side of the room. But this lady paved the way. She's the first one. There are 19 other people of color black people that have actually won Oscars after her, what she did, like she, she wasn't out there in the civil rights movement, but she worked really hard to be good at what she did. And when it came time and it was difficult, like to go through it, she didn't have to go to the Oscars. She didn't have to go, but she still went anyways. She realizes it's, it's a tough road. I just, I love, I love that she was a great actress, but then she also took a stand when she needed to. It was, uh, I, 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 she's amazing. Okay. Love that. Love it.
1: Both of y'all's were really serious, <laughs> so cool. Oh so, no, get so, ready, Aaron, I know, get ready. No, mine. Is, I don't know if y'all have heard of him. He's a he's like um he's kind of like a like an underground like kind of young. Actually, he's not young anymore, but he's oh, no. a little less than well known uh, basketball player named Michael Jordan.
3: <laughs> <laughs> and MJ, MJ. Yeah. MJ. Okay,
1: yeah, so all right, so here's my thing with Michael Jordan. Uh, Michael Jordan, you know, he does some things different. Like there's stuff out like the way he did or didn't address, you know, social stuff with regards to like, you know, I love the way LeBron James addresses social stuff, but I know Jordan was a little quieter, and there's the joke about him saying, you know, what is it, Republicans buy tennis shoes too or something <laughs> like that? But yeah. I love the fact that Jordan, like, didn't have to address it, but he won. And I'm not talking about championships. Every guy my age, like, probably within a 20-year time span, was borderline obsessed with Michael Jordan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Obsessed yep. with him. So if you want to talk about winning, that dude did a sport <laughs> so well that grown men like myself collect little rectangular pieces of cardboard with his face on it <laughs> and pay money for it is how obsessed we've gotten yeah. with him. And it's like everybody, lo- the shoes, like he pretty much won culture as a person. So you talk about like culture drives so much of everything that happens in the world. He literally... Got everyone to be, you know, so obsessed with him and everything that he did that he has driven culture. And he did it without a Twitter account. You know, he he did it without any of that. He just produced quality content, whether through playing basketball or shoes or clothing. And I just, I don't know. He won in a different way. Then a lot of people win. And I, I don't know. I think that's pretty how, cool. How are you
0: gonna go see Michael Jordan after? Like we, we we're like, I know, like were you, so you went to serious. the goat. You went straight, I, straight to the
1: there. Goat. I'm sorry. No, my <laughs> list only goes up. Just saying. So you know. Oh my gosh. Okay. All right. Would you fan out if you met Michael Jordan? Do you I, think you would lose her? I Aaron, I cannot express <laughs> to you. I would pee on myself immediately. <laughs> I would stand there. i would be so nervous. I would stutter. I wouldn't I would be. Uh, something he made fun of to his friends K-R-T. later because yeah. I would yep. so I'm I get moderately starstruck now as is either turned into a complete weirdo or well that's actually my only option and I would he'd be like that's a weird guy he'd think I something's wrong with yeah. me but yes is the answer that's very amazing. bad I'd hug him I love it I'd hug him it. I'm sorry I'd hug him I know it. he's taller than me but I'd jump up and be like hold me <laughs> take me there hold me. <laughs>
3: all, all right, right you're up I'm next just, I want to be like Mike uh, yeah. absolutely no question. yeah all right so I you know. I have two names I'm looking at here, but I want to go with an unlikely person who I think is overlooked because she is in the shadow of greatness. Um, and that is Venus Williams. Whoa. Um,
2: Venus yeah. Williams. Venus,
3: Venus is overlooked by, yeah. of course, her sister, uh, Serena. Yep. Uh, the greatest uh, women's tennis player or you could even say the greatest tennis player of all time. Um, but Venus Williams has an incredible life of being the trailblazer. Yeah, she, yeah, uh, reading she did. Reading her story and, and seeing the the trials and tribulations she had to go through as the older sister, and in some ways taking the brunt of the um, you know of the weight uh, for her younger sister, so that she could thrive in greatness. Venus has an amazing story, and also just everything that she did for women's uh, pay. Uh, on the WTA uh, yeah. uh, circuit. Yep. Um she was really a champion for equal pay because for a long time and even somewhat currently, uh the women's tennis uh players were carrying the whole sport of tennis for a yeah. year. Yeah. Um as a tennis fan I can attest to that. And so Venus Williams, although overlooked, she has a story that should be told because she's a pioneer, yeah. in her own right. Yep. Yeah. Did it's you like, see
1: King Richard? I'm sorry, Neil. Have, have you seen it. King Richard?
3: I have not. I'm behind in my movies a bit. Oh, that's good. Um, so I've heard it's great. Sorry, I didn't to cut you off. Neil, you no,
0: were saying I've, it's I've, really
1: good. I recommend it. Yeah,
0: I have heard it's great. What's wild, too, is you see, well, a lot of times what we do is we celebrate the spotlight or when the moment gets there, but there's a lot of people that got them there. And I think, think about mm-hmm. that, like equal pay that's not something that we sell. We have to learn how to celebrate things a little bit differently. That's a massive milestone that a lot of people reap the benefits of, but don't realize how we got there. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Good. Neil, uh, Man, I now I want to say LeBron because you said. No, you I was going to say
1: LeBron, but I took him off because I was like, I handed two basketball players. That's okay. Rude. I'm going I I,
0: to, I'm actually going to say LeBron. And the, for the reason, the reason for it is, is not just the sports and all that kind of stuff, but it's what LeBron does outside of oh the my basketball gosh. court.
1: I promise school. Mm-hmm. All yes. of it. It's
0: incredible. All of it. um, and, and his humble beginnings, but then, okay, I would say very similar to Venus, the amount of pressure on his back on his shoulders from high school yes all the way through but to still be doing it well like he's not he hasn't finished the race he's still running he's probably going to play for another few years wait wait till Bronny gets in there but i just think for a lot of people for them to see yes he's a good athlete but he is so much more than that i just i i I gotta go with that that's good just a kid from akron
3: yeah absolutely Absolutely. I hey I second that. Absolutely. That's
1: solid.
0: Okay. I'll, Tyler.
3: I'll, I'll, I'll Tyler. Up for that too. One up us okay.
1: all. Well no <laughs> You know, I was going i was gonna say Denzel Washington. No, way. I love Denzel my Washington. Man. My you you could have did Scottie Pippen. I, you know what? Oh. I, then I would had to go Dennis Rodman for the third one. <laughs> I guess what if my third was Tony Kukoc? <laughs> I'm kidding. Oh my god! I'm joking. I'm joking. Uh, I was gonna say Denzel, but you know what? I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go somebody off of the. You know, I would to go to pop culture, so I'm gonna go uh, Emmanuel Alcho. I, yes. I really love his Likes book. It. Uh, that he wrote, Uncomfortable Conversations with the Black Man, is one of my favorite books of all time. And I wish it was required reading for every human on uh-huh. planet Earth. Yeah, and so I, I just love what he does and how he's willing to address things. Um, and, and that's the thing like, you know, I could say things from my perspective. Aaron, you can say some from yours. Neil can say, from, we could all say it from our perspectives. I love how he talks about everything and like he does it in a way where it's, it's, it's blunt, but it's not rude. Does that make sense? Like the way mm-hmm. he yeah. says it, because me, I'm very bad about being blunt and it, sounds, it comes off very rude and people like shut down from it because I talk really fast and I get really snarky. <laughs> and so I just love the way he ar- articulates everything in a way that, you know, I don't know. It's just with respect, because that's the thing too, I find like, especially like the a lot of the, like I choose to hang around white people, the way people, <laughs> I say that, that, let me finish that sentence. <laughs> I choose to hang around <laughs> white nah. people who are cool. You know what I mean? Like if they weren't okay. cool, I wouldn't hang out with them. But it's like, a lot of the teachers that I've worked with, like if they're a white teacher, it's like they want to get better at all the stuff we've talked about. It's just they're nervous that they're going to screw it up or yeah. say it wrong. Aaron, you and I have talked about this. We talked about it for that teacher thing that we did together. And it's like, I think they want to do well, but they're scared. And it's like, I, I recommend the book to everybody. And I recommend it to somebody. And they just said, their response was, I love how he, he talked about it. And he, it's almost like he corrected me, but in like a loving way. You know what I mean? And it's like, mm-hmm. I, I, yeah. it's just the way he did it was, was really well, and so, I don't know. That's it. I love his book. I do love it. Aaron, bring it.
3: All right. I'm looking at, I have two names here. Okay. So, if I do one name, can I give a shout out after this? Yeah, sure. I gave Denzel. This is your podcast. Yeah, you can do whatever you want, bro. (laughs) All right. All right. I'm going with this Angela Davis. Ooh, good choice. um, Who is an incredible, uh, I mean, author, uh, educator, political activist, philosopher, scholar. She is everything that you will want a leader to be. And uh, and I say that because um, in the nineteen sixties of course when uh, during civil rights they had to go back there. Um, but she in my mind she is one of the voices of women during that time. And not only of, of women during the you know during not sixties or seventies but but she is to tell the point of you of the civil rights movement from the eyes and heart of a woman. It's a different point of view than what you'll hear from Martin Luther King and from Malcolm X. And when people read over her story, including um, her, uh, you know, being in, you know, in jail and, 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 uh, and accused of murder and her willingness to take on the government um, as an educator, um, but her willingness to fight the government, not only for her life, but for the lives of others. Yeah. Her courage is remarkable, and so Angela Davis gets my vote um, because her strength, her her mind, and her, just her fight uh, for better. That's good, man.
0: That's Same. good. You got you got an honorable mention here too, with you.
3: Who do you got? I do. I do. <laughs> Mark Lomax the second. All right. Now, no one knows who Mark Lomax yeah. is. Yeah, I, I just looked ask. at Tyler.
0: I was like, wait a minute. I don't know this one.
3: Yeah. So Mark Lomax is a colleague of mine who, um, and, and I recommend. I normally don't give out websites. I think it's corny sometimes, you know, you just throw stuff out there. But everyone, look up Mark Lomax the second. He created this uh, wonderful piece um, of of music um, that composes the years of sixteen 19, between sixteen nineteen in 2019 that tells the story of African and African-American people oh, in this man. country. I'm looking at and it right so now. He's, is, is, there is a curriculum for all the educators that are, that are listening to this. There's a free curriculum, a free curriculum on top of the 12 albums that he composed. Come on. Um, you can get the free curriculum and the 12 albums and, um, and the documentary all for free. Wow. And, and, and I'm saying that because when you listen to the music, you talk about music that stirs you, to listen to the first track and you literally feel like you're back in Africa and, and the emotions of the songs and then it transitions to the middle passage and the, and the instruments played in the middle passage and, and it's it's an incredible musical journey um, that takes you to so many places. So Mark Lomax second. Man. Uh, 400 in African Epic. Everyone check that out. He gets my honorable mention, but also he's just mentioned he's black history. Yeah. That's good. I mean,
0: my goodness. Okay. So the, the website is Mark Lomax, L O M A X with II.com. So Dr. Uh, Mark Lomax. The second. Yeah. We'll, we'll put, uh, yep. we'll put that on our, uh, on our show notes. Right. Don't we have notes that we can do like where we actually put extra content? We could.
1: We'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> we don't. <laughs> we could we could. We Neil, could. barely gonna put videos <laughs> up. So let's not put too many expectations oh my on Tyler. Josh. That's best. awesome. I'm gonna listen to that.
0: That's amazing. Uh I, my my third one is uh is everybody knows this guy, uh Guillaume Stewart Blueford the second. Uh, Tyler's not. Tyler's Sentence and definition, a, please. That's right. So he's the first black man <laughs> in space. The, oh, I, cool. You guys know I absolutely geek out about uh, space. So in 1983, he flew the first of four space shuttle missions. He's logged over 700 hours in space. He really paved the way for every black person after him. But what's wild is uh, NASA and the Space Administration and everybody going forward with going to the moon and to Mars have all agreed that one of those people that will set foot on the moon and also on Mars will be black. That's uh, they, wow. it, Without so without Guion, there's just no there's no chance. And also, how about that name? How would you not Pretty walk clean. into a, hey man, what's your name? Guion Stewart Bluford the second. That's just
1: incredible. That's all. So, that's so that's a rich name. Yes, of, it a story is. Story behind that name. <laughs> yeah, clean. yeah, it is. Yep.
0: That's clean. Tyler, bring us home.
1: Okay, my third. Uh, you know, last but not least, I would say, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm revving up some goats. <laughs> And so mine is actually, you know, I'm in education, so I'm going I'm to choose someone who is an educator but also a creator. And he produces a lot of content. It's incredible. His name is Aaron Whitfield. No. He's online. <laughs> that's right, boy. <laughs> Look at this guy. I made it. I made yeah. It. That's how we know. That's,
0: that's how, good. Oh, my gosh. So, hey, listen, if you guys are following on Instagram, uh, Aaron J. Whitfield is, uh, we'll, we'll we'll put that out there as yeah. well.
1: And just so you know, the name of this section is called 3v3. I'm gonna put my three in a three v three <laughs> basketball game. I'm gonna put my three with Denzel as my reserve against any three y'all throwing so you're out. You're
0: telling there. me with LeBron,
1: I'm not oh, gonna be. God, able to- I forgot you had LeBron. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good had- job. Yeah. Uh, Aaron's got him
3: locked down. Okay, just saying. So you know.
0: Aaron, Aaron, you got to guard you know,
1: him. Yeah, I got him. I got
0: him. Okay. You know,
3: what I'm a kid from Springfield, so yeah,
0: we. Yeah, can there. there it is. My man. All right, our last segment here, uh, one
2: of our favorites. Will it rock? question on everyone's mind will it rock the answer is probably yes
1: okay aaron so this is we what we've done (laughs) is in this section that we do every podcast starting in season two is we take the greatest actor in humankind, <laughs> Dwayne The Rock Johnson, and we okay. try to apply him to whatever topic we're talking about and say, would this would this topic, would this situation be better or worse if Dwayne The Rock Johnson, the second, got, the first, <laughs> sorry, the first, got involved? And uh, and I guess how this would apply to it, Neil, you did the research on this. I don't want to cut you I did a on. little bit of research. My, he does his own research. I so. do. <laughs>
0: There you go. Uh, So what we're trying to figure out is like we we always come back and we're like, what would Dwayne the Rock Johnson do? But uh, one of the you start typing in is Dwayne the Rock Johnson in Google. One of the first things that comes up after that is is he black? And people ask that question, and I so I actually did had to do a little bit of research on it. So because his mother is Samoan, that's what everybody knows him for. Like every every Fast and Furious movie, he's he's out, uh, you know, he's he's, he's got, got a the, tattoo. He's got a tattoo. It says it. Yeah, he doesn't no say regrets. I'm Tim Samoan. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's a different movie. It doesn't. But what I didn't realize is his father is Black Nova Scotian. So he, he's a descendant of the African-Americans who left the U.S. at the end of the American Revolution. So the British and the, uh, the, uh, the Afri- they're African-Americans that left at the same time. Brits went back to the U.K., And there is a pocket of black, um, citizens that were in the United States that went to Nova Scotia because they knew that if they stayed, things were going to go different for them.
1: I like how they, you said after the American revolution, so it's like they were here and they were like, okay, we'll see what happens when they get there. And they're like, (laughs) hold. And they go, all right, what did he write? All men are created equal. Okay, cool. Keep reading. (laughs) All right, I'm out. (laughs) Pass. And personally, like promising
3: and pass. Yeah.
0: So yep. uh, Aaron, I don't know. I don't know. Have you ever thought, did you know whether he's black or not?
3: I I think he is. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. like 50. It's like 50%. Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh yeah. He is. And, and yeah. proud of it. But uh, he also, he embraces that Samoan as well. Uh, 100%. So good. Yeah. It's hilarious. He
1: put the Hobbs in Hobbs and Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> Listen,
3: I mean, he's representing Nova Scotia, which yeah. is, uh, you know, it's, I, I do a bit about the history of Nova Scotia.
2: But now that, you know, they can claim the you know,
1: the rock, I, I mean, know. that's big for the, yeah, big yeah for the that's country, not bad. Though. though. He is to them as Ron Reynolds is Canada. <laughs> I can't even talk. <laughs>
0: I'm so excited about saying that. Oh my gosh. Uh, last question for you, Aaron, as we go here, I, I had this, this is random. This is only for me personally. This might not even make the show. It will. Cause we're not going to edit. Yeah. It. We're not going to edit this. Uh, so the hashtag, um, uh, BHM black history month. Is that okay to use? Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. I see people doing. Somebody said something about it. They're like, "Man, I don't know if you can say that." I'm like, "What are you talking it's about?
3: You Birmingham say? Airport, <laughs> B- H-M. H-M. Yeah, it's okay to use, right? It's it's okay to use because it's a um because you're spreading a message, and, and I think you know you're never gonna make everybody happy. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. but as an you know as an educator as a person, it's wonderful to spread the message um, to people who who I may not be able to reach. To, to people who may hear it better from you. Um, and so and also just to show your support. So absolutely in my eyes, hashtag DHM is is perfect. Um, it is, it's great to use. And so yeah, continue to do it. Okay. Dope. Love it. Hey, thank you so much for being
1: on here, Aaron. For thank real. You. Thank you. You took an hour plus of your day. We try to make every episode 20 minutes. <laughs> we haven't done that in about 70 something episodes. Believe but a word
0: he's saying, really man. appreciate
1: you for real being on here and taking yeah. the time to do this. It meant a lot to us. I, I learned, it. I learned
3: nah, from man. you every time around you, man. Thank you guys. And, uh, you know, y'all, y'all mean the world to me. And so, like I said, we're going to to come out to, uh, to Arkansas and, and on. put on 20 pounds of brisket and, and <laughs> oh, breakfast, and lunch, and dinner. I'll be good to go.
0: We got it. Let's we'll do it. it. And dessert. We'll
3: and dessert. Oh All yes. right. thanks, guys. <laughs> thank, thank you so much, Aaron. Thanks, Aaron.
1: We'll see you.
0: All right. Bye gosh I like
1: okay oh Aaron's solid I love it dude legit so good
0: well uh, at Aaron J. Whitfield is where he's at um, yep. he is uh, he's an educator it's a reason why he mentioned even mentioned the uh, the uh, library it's words that's what I have is yeah. what I'm saying is words yeah uh, Uh, (laughs) Library, uh, he he worked the library as an educator after school with with an extremely culturally diverse group of students, and he's amazing. So, I love him.
1: He, uh, he did. I did. There were two sessions he did with me last summer for like because I did those like 30 something Mm -hmm. PDs online. And he was. I did one on diversity in education, and he came in and we did like a talk. We talked for like an hour. It was great. I could have talked to him for days. Oh, yeah, I could. It was I fantastic. Could. And he had a lot of really good stuff he threw in there for educators. So if you're a teacher or educator, definitely check that out. And if you can't find it, just email me and I'll uh, I'll get it to you. And then he also was on the Baller Teacher Conference. Yeah, he was. And so you, you recorded with him because you were living in Ohio. So you recorded yeah. with him, recorded him, and then you recorded yourself. Who was the guy you kept yelling at that was like cutting the grass? Uh, Jimmy. He was, Jimmy. It was Jimmy. It's not his G- name, but he was nah. cutting the grass. It was so good. Yeah, thanks for doing that, by the way. <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah, checks in the mail. Um,
0: thank you. Did you, know. you send it to Ohio?
1: Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's going to... Uh, Aaron,
0: it? when you're listening to this, if you don't mind, go to give a check. Yeah. It's in Ohio. I need to send Aaron a check
3: too. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm sorry. sorry. Okay, well, thank you guys so much for listening. Educate and, yourself. Yeah, and you know what? I'd also like to thank you for coming to my TED Talk. Yeah, bye. Bye.
2: Thanks for coming to my TED Talk. Thanks for listening to the Explain Everything Podcast. You can follow us on TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube at Explain Everything Podcast. We're on Spotify and Apple Podcasts, but you're already here. We love you. No, actually, we're in love with you. (laughs) Thanks for coming to our TED Talk. Bye.